Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama. I'ma, I'ma put this down. Welcome to the KRP Radio Show, the KIRP Radio Show, WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show, and it is showtime once again this September 18th, 2011. The time is 8.03 p.m., and I'm Bizak Bizak back on the air to give you guys what we know is the best black conservative platform in the Southeast United States, man, unofficially, of course, but definitely officially the number one leader of Black Conservative Radio in North and South Carolina, folks, with over 172,000 listeners right now. 
We continue to bring you guys nothing but the real, nothing but the facts, never hesitating, never procrastinating, always giving you guys the best of what we know to be the best and always keeping it real. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show, all my people out there, all my Facebookers, all, all my hip-hop Republican bloggers, everybody out there on the Internet and the radio ways. We definitely appreciate you guys. You are B.I.G. in my book. And I thank you guys for listening every week, every time, same place, 8 p.m. every Sunday. This is where we do it, man. For all you guys out there who are listening on the air every Wednesday night in Los Angeles, welcome to the KRP Radio Show, Keeping It Real with Pudgy. This is how we do it, man, and this is how we're going to continue to do it. We never stop. There's no favoritism. We just bring it what's real. Um, <laughs> if you don't like some of the things that goes on in the show, feel free to call in. The number six one nine six three eight. 8559, or you can send us an email at kirpradio at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash krpradio show. Leave your comments on there, your gripes. I don't care what it is, man. It's open to the public. We don't care. Just leave us whatever, however you're feeling. You can definitely leave it on the, on the Facebook page or email or whatever you need to do. Also, if you got Twitter, because there's a lot of twits out there. I don't know if you guys know what a twit is. A friend of mine, shout out to Agnes, who hit me up and let me know what a twit was some time ago. But um, it seems like Twitter's blowing up or it's blown up, and a lot, everybody has a Twitter today. So if you need to hit us up on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy is me. I'm the host. Also, at symbol KIRP Radio Show. You can leave your gripes on there. You can comment on the show. doesn't matter to me much, man. All I want you guys to do is reach out. You know, share your opinions, share your views, and let's go from there. You know, this is what it's all about. The reason we do the show is to get the information out there to the public, to get the information out there to everybody. This is not government regulated, no FCC. Sometimes we might get a letter here and there when we push the envelope on our affiliates network on WMMG in Los Angeles, 500 to 1600 AM, and Washington, D.C., 500 to 1600 AM over there. Um Every now and then we'll get an email from somebody of of some importance that has to do with the radio or, you know, the Federal Commission or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, they don't like the things we have to say. But I won't tone it down because it's my show. I'm going to do what I want to do. They can send the fines down, which they can't really find us, but they can send the threats down or whatever they need to do. But we're going to keep bringing the pain. Anyway, folks. Um, last week, I don't know if you guys tuned into the show. If you didn't, blogtalkradio.com. You can go on there and uh, find the last week's episode, or you can go on the website, www.krpradioshow.com. All you got to do is scroll down, and the player will start automatically with the previous week's episode. If you call, if you log on after 8 p.m. any Sunday night, we're going to be broadcasting live. So any any live broadcast, you can catch 8 p.m. every Sunday night or after 8 p.m. every Sunday night. But if you want to listen to last week's episode or, or previous week's episode, just log on to the website, krpradioshow.com. Find the episode you want to listen to. They're right there on the player and scroll back and just, you know, sit down, relax, you know, continue to do what you're doing, but just listen to the show via web. Um, that's the most popular way that most listeners are listening to the show. So, you know, do that for me. You'll be B.I.G. in my book. But anyway, Last week was the 10th anniversary of 9-11, the 10th anniversary of 9-11. And let me tell you, there were things buzzing all over the radio about what was going on all across America. There, there, was, there were people saying that we were going to be attacked and, you know, the, 
the the, administ- the Obama administration had unraveled some plans of some ter- a terroristic plot, and uh, they were going to intercept that with all their uh, power, all the power that they had. They were going to push the envelope and make sure nothing happened in America, and, and nothing happened. So, you know, if we want to give some credit to the Obama administration, here's the time to give them some credit because nothing happened on the 10th anniversary in America, uh, not to the tune of what was really advertised. So shout out to the Obama administration. You won't hear many of those. You definitely won't hear many of those. So shout out to President Obama, B. Obama, for making sure nothing happened to the American land on September 11th, the 10th anniversary, which was last week. But if you tune into the show, uh, we had a heck of a show, man, and and it was beautiful because we had some commentary from the last few survivors, actually two of the last survivors that actually walked out of the or ran out of the or survived and got out of the building, which was Brian Clark. And Stanley Primnath, um, we had some commentary from those guys, and uh, you know we heard firsthand how they actually escaped the tiles. What happened when, you know, when they saw the plane hit the tiles? What they were doing prior to, and uh, you know, it, it was it was some touching commentary. Let me tell you, we also heard um, from a woman named Janelle Guzman McMillan, and uh, she gave us some. Com- we had some commentary from her. Um, shout out to our affiliates, Artesian um, News, and also, uh, forget the other name of the other folks, um, something TV or whatever. But, you know, we get people that want to join us all the time, and, you know, they, they help us out, and we got to broadcast that commentary, which they they received from, um, you know, those last few survivors of September 11th. But anyway, if you guys heard any of that, or, or if you didn't hear any of that, go back and listen to the show on uh, krpradioshow.com. It's it's some beautiful, beautiful information, folks, something you don't want to miss. If you didn't hear it, I advise you guys to go back and listen to it because it was absolutely heartwarming, heartfelt, and these people really believed in Christ. These these folks who survived, they're, they're first to tell you that, you know, if I had any doubts before, rightfully so, you know what I mean, rightfully so, but they're the first to tell you that if they had any doubts before, they definitely don't have any more doubts today. No more doubts today. Stanley Freeman was standing in his office, and he saw the plane coming directly for his office window, 81st floor, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 87th floor, but I think it was the 81st floor. And uh, he said he was actually standing at his desk, and he looked out the window, and he saw this small ball that was headed towards his, towards his window. And it got bigger, and it got bigger. And he said... Eventually, or or in a matter of seconds, he heard the engines of the plane. And when he realized what it was, it was too late to run. So he ducked under his desk. And he said he had his Bible on his desk. He said he ducked ducked under his desk and said, Lord, I can't do this. You got to do this. Please handle this. Or please protect me or something to that nature. And uh, the plane hit his floor and he lived. That's powerful, man. That that's absolutely powerful. I'm sure everybody saw the saw what was happening on uh, countless news stations or countless internet stations or or you know countless websites or or what may have you. So I'm sure everybody saw what was happening. But it's a difference from actually seeing it happening from actually being in the or on the floor, more or less being in the building, but being on the floor when the, watching the plane hit through your window, a window you look out every day. That's amazing to me. 
So shout out to everybody who listened to the show last week, 10th anniversary of 9-11, and uh, we did a tribute show, and it was beautiful. We had some celebrities, and we played a little bit of Frank Sinatra, New York, a little bit of Alicia Keys and Jay-Z, New York, and it was a total dedication, man, and I thought it was a beautiful thing. A lot of people didn't believe it was a beautiful thing. They, You know, some folks had something to say about recalling the events and replaying the news footage and this, that, and the third, and, and I'm sorry for anyone that feel that way that's involved. For you folks that's not involved and you just got your opinion, your opinion is just like mine. And we all got one, you know, just like a a butt. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought the tribute would be appropriate. My staff thought the, pre- the tribute would be appropriate, and that's what we did. So we meant no harm, no discomfort, and no disrespect to anyone that was involved in 9-11. And I appreciate everybody for rocking with me and standing up and supporting um, the tribute that we gave. No matter what we believe happened at the Towers, no one, no matter what the conspiracies are, no matter what we know to be true or the things that aren't talked about, at the end of the day, we know that over 3,000 Americans lost their lives. That much we know. Or 3,000 individuals. Don't even have to be Americans. It happened on American soil, though. But over 3,000 people lost their lives. That much we know to be a fact. That's not untrue, and it's undebatable. And And just the premise of that deserves a tribute, deserves the ultimate respect, and deserves that we should, and and to me, it it makes sense that we should pay homage to the folks that lost their lives. So that's what we did, and, you know, I can't say it more, but I can't say it enough, but, you know, no disrespect to the folks who who were involved in 9-11 and who couldn't really handle it and, you know, who was uncomfortable talking about it, hearing about it, or even seeing anything that had to do with 9-11. So, you know, my heart goes out to you folks. I apologize to anybody that we offended. We did not intend to do that. It was it was totally, totally, totally a tribute to all the folks who were involved and uh, all the families that were involved. So with all that said, folks, we have a beautiful show coming up for you guys. A very uh a very interesting show. Very interesting show that's going on this week. Um one thing that we're gonna talk about is so many folks saying that uh, <laughs> the Tea Party are the terrorist arm of the United States. The Tea Party are the terrorist arm of the Republican Party. That's what I'm hearing. The Tea Party are the new, the American arm of Al Qaeda. That's what one of my listeners says. She said, I resent the Tea Party. So I invited the Tea Party speaker on the show, Sonny Johnson. She's going to come on here, and you, you might know her from the movie Undefeated. You might know her from the movie Fire in the Heartland with Sarah Palin, Michelle Bachman. She's all over the place. She's a black independent or black Republican. I'm not sure which one, um, black Tea Party supporter, but whatever the fact, I know she's a Tea Party speaker, so I invited her on the show to, uh, to number one, I wanted her to give the speech that she gave yesterday at a Tea Party event. I thought it was magnificent um, when I actually heard the speech. It was heartwarming, and it moved me. But uh, I want her to address some of these things that, that we're talking about, um, that we're hearing about the Tea Party. So I invited Sunny on the show. She will be on very shortly. She's going to come on and give us a little bit of, bring us a little pain. And for all you folks out there who don't like the Tea Party, I encourage you, 619-DALIT, 619-638-8559 is the number. I want you guys to call in and go in. Be honest. You know, be blunt. You can say what you want to say. All I ask is that you be respectful to each other. If you can't figure out a way to be clever and get your point across without being disrespectful to each other, this is not the show for you. 
All right, so we don't mean any harm, but at the same time, we want you guys to be respectful in what you got to say. Because one thing that we don't stand for is disrespect to anyone. So Sunny's going to come on and she's going to bring the pain. Uh, I don't know if she's going to do the speech before. Um, I think she's going to do the speech first because this is a this is this is a this is probably man. I'll go out on the limb and say probably one of the top five speeches that I ever heard in my life. Yeah, I definitely go out on the limb and say that because the things that she was saying in this speech were absolutely true. I can, I, I can, man, we can put, we can go line for line if you want to and break it down and you can Google this and we can find out that and we can read this book or read that book and, and we can really get down to it. But for what I know to be true, the things that she actually said in this book were absolute, in the speech was absolutely true. And I invited her to come on and, and deliver that speech to you folks. If your mama ain't listening, your daddy ain't listening, your grandpappy, your grandmammy, anybody, your brother, your sisters, whoever. If they're not listening to the show, you need to call them up because real soon I'm going to have Sonny come on here and I'm going to have her break this down. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. We're going to talk about the Tea Party. We're going to find out why the Tea Party is being ridiculed and why they're being called the scariest and the, the terrorist arm of the United States. And we're also going to talk about something that just happened in California just last week. Shout out to Kevin Daines for sending this to us. We're going to find out why in California, why in California are they asking Bible study goers or Bible study participators to register for a permit to have Bible study in their own home? I had to say that slow because I want everybody to, to, you know, absorb that. Bring bring that inside. But anyway, you listen to WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. Got to go to commercial and we'll come back. We also got Charlotte coming up with Stretching Your Budget. Charlotte's going to break down and show you guys how to live frugally. StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte's going to come through and, give, and bring the pain on saving a couple dollars. This is the KRP radio show. All your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates. Sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- 
214-614-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Falcons Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Falcons Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars. And we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention that the vice chair, when I tell a lot of people this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And, they, and another thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a eugenics board, and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people, some of them as young as eight years old. They don't mention that. Democrats were doing that. WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show, and we are back on the air, bringing you an eventful Sunday, man. I know a lot of you guys are listening to football, or you watching football, and you don't know what's going on, but you know what? 
just tune in. You can keep watching football. Turn it, put the mute button on. A lot of people watch football and listen to music, so I want you to put the mute button on. Keep watching your football. I want you to turn your computer speakers up and rock with us, man, because we got a we got some crazy stuff going on here and a lot of stuff to address that I know is going to catch the interest catch the interest of a lot of you people out there. Um, the first thing that I want to that I want to get out there is that everybody listening to the show, you big in my book, man, and I appreciate you guys supporting me every Sunday. I appreciate you guys coming through, listening to the show, making us the number one black conservative radio station in the North and South Carolina, potentially in the Southeast, unofficially in the Southeast. With over 172,000 listeners, we slowing up a little bit. You know, we slowed up a little bit, but we picking up more groups. So we picking up more groups. I know we got more listeners, and I'm not concerned at all. I appreciate everybody for rocking with me, man. But moving right along, moving right along, moving right along. Um, I gotta read this, or at least I want to go over this uh, this uh, this email that I got from Kevin Daniels. Shout out to Kev Daniels, my brother, Frederick president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, North Carolina, and uh, <laughs> black father, proud black father. And, and shout out to my man, Rashad Woods, who's half of half of the uh, movement that we started on Facebook. Um, it started on Facebook. Well, actually, it started in my heart. We put it on Facebook, and then we're moving on from there. We're in the community, folks. We're getting busy. We're doing things. So shout out to my brother, Rashad Woods. Contessa Woods also holding that pre- proud black father down. The name of the group is called I love being a black father. So anybody that's on Facebook, make sure you hit it up. Facebook.com backslash I love being a black father. Leave us some encouraging words on there, man. Like it because we have to change uh, the identity of a black father today. We have to change the, the, the language that's that's talked about or the language that's said when we talk about black fathers today. To me, it's totally disrespectful. I think there's some things that we can address, and there's a lot of things that we do that I'm not looking for credit. But I'm looking for society to acknowledge those things and stop acknowledging us as baby daddies or biological fathers or deadbeat dads or child support payers, um, sperm donors and this, that, and the third. Society really has to change that. We're going to make sure society changes that. And before I die, we're going to make a strong push to make sure that black fathers or any fathers for that matter, but because I'm a black father and I know that we are the minority and we are identified the most when you talk about fathers that aren't there, before I die, we're going to make a push that black fathers are redefined in their own right. So I just wanted to get that out there before I went on to this. But moving on along with the show, um, I got this email, and uh, it read, City demands Christians get permit for Bible study. Already fined $300, facing potentially penalty of $500 per meeting. Wow. Now, I don't know. Where you guys living? I don't I don't know if you're under a rock, but the last time I checked, um, it was freedom of religion in the United States. Last time I checked, we could we could worship, we could praise any way that we wanted to. Um, also, the last time I checked, you could invite anybody in your house that you wanted to. Now, if, if there's a fire marshal uh, max occupancy or, or something like that, and it's not even an event. But if it's a fire hazard or something like that and the city has a problem with that, maybe then they have some grounds to stand on. But that's not even the case. That's not even the case. It says uh, Chuck and Stephanie from already been fined $300 for holding Bible studies for friends at their home. 
and they face a potentially additional fines of $500 for each for each study held, according to a legal team that's taking their case to court. The newest conflict over Bible studies in homes in America rose in San Juan Capistrano, uh, California, where city officials say Code Section 9-3.301 prohibits religious organizations in res- residential neighborhoods without a conditional use permit. A sometimes very expensive procedure, I might add. Um, this 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 conditional use permit, folks, is something that you might get when you have a, a public dinner party or something of something of that nature. Um, these cold sites, churches, temples, synagogues, monasteries, religious tre- retreats, and other places of religious wor- worship, and other fraternal and community service organizations, but a Bible study in a home. Um, it goes on to read, imposing a heavy-handed permit requirement on a home-based Bible study is outrageous, said Brad Brad Daskus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute, which is working on the case on behalf of, on behalf of the Fromms. He goes on to say, in a city so rich with, rich with religious, historic, and traditional and tradition, this is particularly ir, ir, um. He goes on to say, an informal gathering in a home cannot be treated with suspicion by the government or worse than any other gathering of friends just because it's religious. Uh, we cannot allow these things to happen in America. We'll fight as long as these things go to regroup religious freedom. Um, WND reported similar issues in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and in Gilbert, Arizona. But in this case, the city is demanding that the home Bible study is banned because it's a church, unless it's purchase for unless they purchase a conditional use permit from the city now my question is how much does this permit cost and who got wind of this and and was it causing the problem um the organization the organization points out that the city was founded as a christian mission in the 1700s and is now home to california's oldest building still in use a chapel where father uh junipero sierra celebrated mass Pacific Justice said it is appealing to the city's demand to the california supreme court in orange county Folks, this is just the beginning to a much, much, much bigger issue. This is just the tip of the iceberg to a much, much, much bigger issue. Folks, we have to get the government out of our own homes. It's bad enough that the government is in your bedroom, the government is in your marriage, the government is in your money. The government is in every single thing that we, the people, decide to do today. Then your taxes I want to know what's next. You can't even have a family gathering or a Bible study in your own home without having to pay a dime to the city, state, or federal government. It's a problem with that. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. I don't I don't even know what who's paying attention or, or if people are under a rock and they're just not listening or they don't care the most. You know what I mean? These are the things that I want to hear preached in the churches. Here's the, these are the things that I want to see preached in the streets. You know what I mean? I want to see the church come out of the building and start going into the street and start having service there. That's what I would like to see more and more. When I was when I was growing up, it was nothing to walk by a church and they have the windows up or to walk up and down town and you had evangelists on the street and they were witness to you. But nowadays, people are so scared or they're so the church has gotten so daggone prissy. They gotten so prissy that they're scared to sweat. Well, let me get this right. Not scared to sweat unless they got a towel and a, a pitcher of water on the on the pulpit and somebody to come wipe their forehead and, you know, make sure that they're not sweating their brand new suit out. You know what I mean, man? 
I don't I don't understand where we're going, folks. These are the things that we need to start addressing because if you know like I know, a lot of things that start in California, they catch like wildfire and they start happening all over the remainder of the world. We got to get to the point where we start speaking up for things like this and start reading our Constitution and know what kind of rights we do have. Now, I want to see if the NAACP is going to protest on this one. I want to see if they're going to stand for this one. The last time I checked, they were also a religious a religious and an educational institution. The NAACP, that is. I don't think y'all caught that. A lot of people didn't catch that. You got to go look it up. You got to look up the history of the NAACP and see who started and why they were started. I don't understand what's going on in California. And I forget the name of the place, San, San Rancho Rigo or Oh, I, I know it happened in Rancho Cucamonda before in uh, in Gilbert, Arizona, but I can't remember the name of the place where, where it just happened at. But I know that they have a trial scheduled for October 7th. I'm going to be all into it. Um, you know, just reading some commentary from the lawyers, they said, we don't like lawsuits, but we have to stand up for what's right. It's not just a personal issue. That's what Stephanie Fromm told the news reporters, um, whose home they were holding the Bible studies in. She said, can you imagine anybody in any neighborhood that one person can call and make it a living hell for someone else? That's wrong, and it's just sad. And I agree, man, it's wrong, and it's twice as sad that you can't even hold a Bible study in your own home without somebody contacting you from the city or sending you a city ordinance saying that, hey, you can't hold these Bible studies in your house anymore unless you buy a conditional use permit. That's absolutely astonishing to me, but it's just a tip of the iceberg of what's more to happen in the future if we don't stand up and start talking about the real issues. I'm sick of everybody talking about President Obama. I'm sick of all these people going in on Obama or Obama didn't do this or Obama didn't do that. Here are the issues of what's really going on in America. Let's start talking about these things. Let's start marching on these things. Let's start writing letters about these things. Let's call these city officials. Let's really get on the grind and make a difference in what we can change. Let's put a little bit of that hope and change into issues like this, where you can't even hold Bible studies in your own home. And I'm not saying this just on the benefit of Christians, you know, just because I'm a Christ-like worshiper, you know what I mean, just because I believe in Christ. But this goes for anybody who want to do anything in your own home. This is the same way I felt about the marriage amendment, the reason I supported the marriage amendment, the reason I, and, and, and like I said, now, religiously, religiously speaking, that's not arguable. You know, you can't argue that with me because my religion is what I believe to be right. So I take religion out to the side of that. I just think that it shouldn't be up to any, any, any representative, any senator, no, no government official whatsoever. It shouldn't be up to any government official what the people can do or what the people have to do. I do not agree with that. I can't support that whatsoever. So that's why I supported the marriage amendment going off on another hand. That's why I supported the marriage amendment, because I want the people to vote for what the people will have to deal with. You know, once, once the representatives vote on this thing and they talk about it, you will never, ever, ever have to even even deal with it again. They're not going to hear about it anymore. So 170, 170 people versus, what, 6 million voters in North Carolina? The scales don't weigh out, man. Let me go to a caller because I got a few people here that's calling in. Uh, 336, last four, uh, last three digits, 244. I'm not screening calls. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hello? What's up? P, what's up? This Kev. Oh, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. And you? I'm good, man. I don't know why I didn't recognize your number, man. Pardon me on that one. But how you doing this evening? Oh, I'm I'm good, man. I'm just I'm just listening, man, to what you're talking about with this story. But check it out. I got another one for you. 
Uh, um, can I go ahead and, and, and read a little bit of it? Yeah, by all means, let us know, bro. All right. It's it's uh well, I, I'll just go ahead and sum it up. What it is is um, there's there's groups that are um, opposing the marriage amendment, and what they're doing is they're, I'm gonna go ahead and post it on my Facebook page. It's uh, the first paragraph is this. It says homosexual activists are pressuring PayPal to not handle donations mm. made to promote that promote traditional values. Let me read that again. Can I read it again? Yes, yeah, please do. Go ahead. Okay. It says, homosexual activists are pressuring PayPal to not handle donations made to groups that promote traditional values. <laughs> so basically what they're doing is now they're going after PayPal and putting pressure on PayPal to not allow groups that, that, that promote traditional values to receive money. Through PayPal. Through PayPal. Jesus Christ. When you, so, you were talking about the tip you, you were talking about the tip of the iceberg. Man. Well there you there you there you go. <laughs> there you go. They pr- putting pressure on PayPal now. So you see where the agenda's headed. Yeah, they're gonna pay anybody gonna put that pressure. goes against them. Yeah, anybody that goes against them is is they gonna they're gonna go after them and they're gonna shut them they're gonna try to shut everything down. And that's what and that's what they do, man. And 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 Christians, first of all, Christians, we're too divided. I got a list of 250 pastors that that went against us, P, with the marriage amendment and the press conference and the rally that we held. Not surprised um, at all. So so not only is the church divided amongst itself, you know, uh, 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 Christians, you know, they won't come out and 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 defend the gospel and stand for God over over. Over being called the, I don't, I don't know, I, but I just think that you know, Christians need to stand up. They need to stand up, and 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 that's that's it. You know, get like you was talking about, get from in the, get from off that 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 comfy pew, get off that comfortable comfortable pew and hit the sidewalks, man, hit the streets, and let's get back to the way it used to be. Tent well, revivals, all that. Well, what's what's happening is, and, and, and shout out to Apostle McKinley down there in Wilson, North Carolina, and, and who had a tent revival out there. I, I saw a picture of the mayor sitting in the front row. He laid hands on the mayor real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Apostle McKinley out there for that, man. That was B.I.G. But, Kev, it seems to me, man, that everybody's hitting the street except for Christians. Everybody's hitting Christians the street. Christians don't want to offend nobody. They don't want to offend nobody. They don't. You know, they think that, you know, Christianity, you know, Christianity, that's the religion that I believe in. It's for me and what everybody else do, you know, that's what they do. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, we have a mandate from God according to the great commission, which says, go ye therefore, teach all nations, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of father and the Holy ghost in the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight. It says that when my spirit comes up upon you, you should be my witnesses in, mm. Jeru- in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We're supposed to be witnesses at all at all times. Now we it ain't saying we're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> nah, we're supposed to we're supposed to proclaim the gospel. You know that's what we're supposed to be. If you're not an ordained minister, if you're not part of the fivefold ministry that the Bible talks about, you have a ministry according to the Book of Corinthians. It's a ministry of reconciliation, which is you're supposed to reconcile people back to God. Not be quiet. Mm. Let Let me ask you this, Kevin, man. While While I have you on the line, brother, I <laughs> I found it amazing, right, that that the NAACP in North Carolina 
uh, the, the the president or director or chairman or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I want to call him Reverend. I want to call him Pastor. But I'm going to say that gentleman, because I don't want to slander. Excuse me, I don't want to slander anybody on the show. But I want to say that gentleman came out publicly and spoke against against the marriage amendment, which means that he supported same-sex marriage. Now. I don't I here's something I can't understand because the last time I checked being a Christian or or a believer in Christ or a follower in Christ or whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever you want to call it. But a true believer of Christ is what I call myself. You know, minus any traditionalism or, or any separation because I'm down with all denominations for the most for the most part. Mm-hmm. For the most part. And and the one common interest that we have is to believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, mm-hmm. why don't Christians take a stand on this issue. Why is it you can't believe in God and respect and love people and not hate people, but not support something that God is clearly against? Exactly. You know, I mean, it's 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 we 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 have we have um, what they call them. Uh, um, we're Christians when it's convenient. Mm. You know, um, on on Sundays when we go to church. Um, you know, we can we can sit there Sunday morning, and when we go to Bible study on Wednesday, or Thursday, that's when I that's that's when we're Christians, and that's when we'll defend the gospel. That's when we'll testify about the goodness of the Lord. That's when we'll we'll shout, uh, we'll speak in tongues, we'll praise God, so on and so forth. But one thing we won't do is we will not you know uh, spread the word to others. Now we can do it in a way that 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 we don't have to beat people over the head with the Bible. Tell them they're going to hell, fire, brimstone, and all that other stuff. But there's a way to do it. God will give everybody a way to to do it. But when something comes against what God ordains, or comes against the principles that God established, mm-hmm. now we're supposed to speak up. We can say, look, you know, you're doing it respectfully. Listen, I hear what you're saying, but according to God, that ain't right. You know, what I mean, you, I mean, there's ways that there's ways to do it. You know, and we can do it without being offensive, without attacking, without tearing down. You know, because um, at the us as Christians, what we're supposed to do, we should be able to start off any conversation and end up talking about Jesus. God said, through love and kindness have I drawn thee. You know, so he's using us as his witness to draw people back to him through loving kindness. Because he said that's, that's how he drew us, through loving kindness, not hatred. So us as Christians, the way we the way we're supposed to witness and minister to people and draw them back to Christ is through loving kindness. Now, on with the, with the NAACP, um, you know he, he's a he's he's a he's a he's a pastor of um, of a church. Um, I, I'm not sure where the church is. Um, I believe it might be in Goldsboro or somewhere around there. But um, a lot of people are, are, are like him. They take the same approach as him, where they separate the Christianity from their political activism. Mm-hmm. And and that's you know, but according to the Bible, he's going to be held more accountable than you and I. And the reason why, because it says that a teacher, he's a teacher of the Word of God. He's a he's a pastor of the fivefold ministry. The Bible says that it's going to hold teachers more accountable because he's a teacher of the Word. He's a pastor of the Word because when uh, because God said that he gave some pastors, some apostles, some teachers. Some um, evangelists, you know, so and, and so he's part of that fivefold ministry that God ordains. That He said He gave us them to edify the body of Christ, to teach us, to feed us, to build us up. So He's going to be held more accountable. So when He comes out against it, now He says in His in His open letter to North Carolinians, He said, 
He said that he said that he will that the NAACP will not take an official position on it. Okay. He's speaking out against it. Wow. You know, so he's personally taking a stance, but the organization as a whole won't take a stance. This organization that won't take a stance against this, well, they won't, whether it's for or against it, they just won't come out publicly and say what they're for. They don't do it against abortion either. You know, and they talk about right-wing terrorism or right-wing extremists, which you and Sonny going to talk about later on, but they don't talk about how they're beholden to them left-wing groups. You know, um, when we had our press conference, Pete, Right after the press conference, the lady from Equality NC, the the, 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 the gay group from North Carolina, uh-huh. they called him and said, listen, they got pastors up here. We need you to issue a statement to refute what they're saying. Yeah, I and saw that too. You know, he, yeah, next thing you know, he comes out with a statement. Is this so, truly, I mean, is, uh, you listen to WMMG, home of the KRP radio show, 619-638-8559 is the number www.krrpradioshow.com. Kev, let me ask you this, man. Is is this truly, is it really truly, if you dig deep now, is this really truly a civil rights issue? And I don't mean equal to the 60 civil, right, civil rights movement, but is this truly a civil civil rights uh, issue? Not to me. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to get people to explain it to me how it is a civil rights. I'm um, looking myself. Um, Civil rights issue, you know, it's this issue is about is you know what they what they say you know they should have the right to get married, you know you should be able to marry whoever you love, and I don't I don't I don't I'm not in agreement with that now I I don't I don't I don't see anything civil right about it. I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm really curious man and, and you know like I said man you you try to. You try to respect the opinions and the views of everybody, and uh, you definitely try to send love to everybody, man, because I, I believe in love for everybody. I think there's enough to go around. But I can't agree with the actions of everybody, and, and that's something that I explained in my YouTube video. For anybody who didn't catch that, go to YouTube.com slash KIRP Radio Show. But that's something I was saying in my YouTube video was that I can't agree with the actions of homosexuality. And uh, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if folks are born gay, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's a spiritual thing. I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know if it's, who knows? I don't know if it's hereditary or, you know, the Bible speak of curses, man. And and I don't know. I can't say I'm not Christ. You know what I mean? I'm not the one to sit here and say, hey, they weren't born that way or hey, you were born that way. But here's what I do know. I know that I was born a man, okay, with a male organ, a penis. For anybody out there want to get it twisted, and uh, I know that I can reproduce. Pretty much at will. Um, I know that I'm not not reproduced, but I know I'm made to reproduce. You know what I mean? I'm made to create, procreate. And I know if I got with a woman and we had sexual intercourse, that the chances are that we would have a baby. You know what I mean? This is my genetics. This is a part of me. This is what we all know to be true. But that doesn't mean just because I know that I can do that, that it's, that it's morally right for me to go around and just have sex with all sorts of women uh, or just try to go around and create many babies as I can. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. those are actually actions that I take. Those are actions that I do, which the Bible speaks fondly of, 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 of not doing. So I can't support the actions of homosexuality and the actions of homosexuality is wrong. And you know what you're doing because you make a conscious decision to do that or not. Mm-hmm. No matter what you that's claim the, to be. 
You can claim to be a straight man and want to have sex with a man, but you made that action to do that. You, if you don't, you call yourself bisexual, gay, what, whatever, man. There's it's so many terms out there. To me, if you're a man and you have sex with a man, you're gay. You're a woman, you have sex with a woman, you're gay. Okay, that's just me. That was the first the first commandment God gave the man was to be fruitful and 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 and, and multiply. Two men can't multiply. Two women can't multiply. Now a civil right is is a privilege that 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 a civil right is a privilege given to a citizen of of a particular you know country and in this case we're talking about the United States right but when you talk about the 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 institution that's been established for I don't know how many years you know um, when we start getting into civil rights you know like uh, there was a there's a there was a conference on August seventeenth. In Baltimore, where they talked about decriminalizing the word pedophile. Now we got the pedophiles coming out talking about they have rights, and this word pedophile is demeaning to them. So when is <laughs> when are we going to put our foot down? When are we going to say, okay, enough is enough? When we start letting people do whatever they want, you know, and and people talk about you know the government should stay out of it. And in regards to marriage, there's 1,032 laws that that's involved with marriage. <laughs> The government has been in marriage for I don't know how long. Um, they've been in marriage since here in North Carolina from from laws that deal with um, divorce and 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 um, um, alimony payments. Yeah. Anything that has to do with marriage, the government's already in it. Even but common law marriage, Kevin. Yeah, and you know, civil people talk about you know um, that 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 homosexuals. First of all, they have rights. It's just that, you know, we're standing for traditional marriage because we don't want nobody to redefine marriage. And that's what is happening. You know, they're trying to redefine it, change the definition of it from being between a man and a woman, being between anybody can marry anybody. And now nah, I'm, 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 I'm against that. I'm against the redefinition of marriage. I'm, I, I, I'm, I respect um, uh, homosexual men and women. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. Mm-hmm. I just disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And for me, disagree with him. Why am I a bigot? Why am I, why am I uh, um, uh, homophobic? Uh, why am I all of these names? And and you know they can come out and attack me, but as soon as I speak up and say something, it's a problem. Nah, I'm 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 not gonna be quiet no more. I'm gonna speak up. I'm gonna do it in love, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what it is. Kevin Daniels, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, man, calling in, giving us a little bit of clarity of some of his views. Kevin, how do you feel about this uh, not being able to have, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we know that this is the tip of the iceberg, but how do you really feel about not being able to hold Bible study in your home from the angle that they're taking in, in California? I, I think it's, I, I think it's crazy. You know, um, it's just it's it's just an all out attack on Christianity. Um because it's you know, people see Christianity as a roadblock, as a hindrance, as as a way to stop people from living a certain way or doing things that they want to do and they're gonna attack it any way they want, any way they any way they can. And it's just these these soft Christians that ain't, you know, that ain't stepping up and defending it, you know. And I applaud these people taking, you know, doing what they're doing in California, taking it to the courts. But I just, I just, I just think that is that is crazy, considering, you know, where how far we've come, 
you know, the first Bible ever printed in the United States was printed by the Congress. The Capitol building, uh, when when this country was first birthed, used to be used to be church. Yes. Yeah, no, they right. they would have church. They would hold a couple hundred, maybe a thousand people in there every Sunday. They would have church. When you go into the Capitol building and look at the paintings on the wall, one is Pocahontas getting baptized, and she changed her name from Pocahontas to I think it was Rebecca. Um, because she said, wait a minute, no longer am I this. I'm a Christian woman. I need a Christian name. Um, there's another painting of them having a Bible study. Um, they don't mention that that a lot of the first presidents uh, went to, um, and, and a lot of about half of the founders, the people that signed the Constitution, that they went to seminary school. A lot of the first presidents, they were, they were actually ministers. You know, so look how far we've come. A lot of these big universities and all that stuff, these stuff came out of the church. The first textbooks for school came out of the church. The first schools came out of the church. The first hospitals came out of the church. But look where we come to this day when we let anything and everything just push Christians right on out the way. Where where are we headed if we we remain solid, Kevin? Sodom and Gomorrah, Babylon. They're gonna start, you know. I mean, just you can just you can just look at the read the Bible and see and see that stuff coming to pass, you know. As far as what 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 is happening to to Christians, you know, and and, and you know, I I know the enemy is, is 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 mad. He's out there. There's a lot of opponents, but you know, the Christians don't don't stand up neither, you know. And they and and I think a lot of Christians hide behind scripture. You know, they'd they be the first one to say, we don't wrestle against, the, the word says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and all that other stuff. So they sit back and quiet. They just sit back and, 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 and pray. But my Bible tells me in the book of James, chapter 2 and 26, faith without works is dead. Mm. You, could, you could pray, but you got to get up and take action. And that's what we're doing, P. We're getting up, you know, we we praying, asking God for direction. No doubt. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. We asking for direction mm-hmm. and letting the Lord lead us. But we put, we applying works to our faith, you know, to our prayers. We're going out and we're acting. And if the body of Christ does not act, we're gonna we're gonna wake up and we're gonna say, what happened? How did it get to this point? Wow. That, and and that was my question to you. That 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 was my question too. You know, where where are we if if Christians remain silent, if uh, they don't stand up and and stand for what they believe to be right and what is right, frankly. And uh, I'm not seeing a lot of folks standing up. I, I'm hearing a lot of sermons. You know what I mean? I'm hearing a lot of sermons now. But the people the people aren't in the church, man. So if the people aren't in the church, you, you're talking you preaching to the choir, and the folks that believe the saint literally preaching to the choir. And the folks that believe what you believe, the folks that need to hear it on in the churches, so you got to bring it to them. I always thought that's what I've always been told. That's how I got it on the street, outside playing in somebody's backyard. This lady said, "Come here, boy. You know what Christ is. You know what Jesus is." I said, "My grandma, granddaddy told you." She said, "Well, let me show you how to get it yourself." <laughs> so the word says, "Go to the hedges and highways." Yeah, to the hedges yeah. and the highways that covers everything. You go into the woods. You go into the suburbs or you go into the highways, you go into the hood, go go to the sidewalks, the curbs, all that stuff. But it's just that Christians ain't doing it. You know, a lot of churches that I see is just waiting for people to come into the door instead of going out getting them being evangelists, you know, and evangelizing the, 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 the community. You know, mm-hmm. and then I see a lot of smaller churches just tearing down, you know, they just tearing down mega churches. 
you know, um, they they just talking out against them when a lot of these mega churches, even though they might be big and have these big congregations, man, they're doing great things in the community. Right. You know, you don't see too many huge mega churches, and then the area surrounding them is tore down. No, nah, you won't see that. Go down to TD Jakes Church. You won't see the surrounding community just run down. They're going to take care of their community. Uh, Pastor Wooden up in the Upper Room Church up in Raleigh. Pastor Wooden. Go look at Pastor Wooden. Go look at his church and, and, and then the surrounding area around his church. They evangelize in the community. That's why he has one of the largest black churches in North Carolina. A church is the, the second largest giver to, to, to the needy and to the homeless in the in the entire Wake County, and this is a church. This church which, is out there working. Which you is know, the way it um, should and, be. Yeah. You know, but it's but it's but it's not. You know, and it's and it's and it's sad to see. You know, I'm learning every day. You know, God has to kick my butt every now and again because I ain't doing things right. I ain't always talking right, but I try. You know what I mean? And I try to get out there, man. I try to live my life and lead by example. I try to be a good husband. I try to be a good father. I try to be a good witness to people because, you know, and it's like the way I carry myself. I try to anyway, mm-hmm. is that there's some people, the only only Jesus that they're going to see is the Jesus that is represented through my life. And that's how I have to carry myself. You know, people don't read the Bible. People don't go to church. But I, my actions and my words has to embody that. Mm. You know, and I try, man. I, I fall a lot. You know, I fall short a lot. But I'm going to take a stand for the Lord. That's all I know. As we all do, Kev, we all, we all fall short, but we all got to keep going, man. That's the big, big agenda out here. We got to get the governments out of our pockets, out of our lives, out of our beds, out of our closets. And now we got to get them out of our Bible studies. It looks like what's coming up. 619-638-8559 is the number. Folks, if you got a comment, make sure you hit 1. I'm seeing a lot of people on here. So if you got something to say, make sure you press 1. We'll get you on the air as soon as we can. We got a lot of lot of callers on here. Um, Kev, I appreciate you rocking with us, man. I'm going to try All to get see. some more of these callers, and I definitely got to get Sonny on. All right. I'll talk to you. Thanks, brother. That's Kevin Daines, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. B.I.G., shout out to you, man. You are B.I.G. in our book. You know what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about Bible study needing a permit. Bible study needing a permit, and it started out in California in a city called San Juan Capistrano. And I may have that wrong. I don't know if somebody calling. Make sure you correct that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's where it happened at. And uh, these folks have been fined $300. They will be fined $500 per meeting if they continue on with their Bible studies. They're not talking about a fire marshal limit. They're talking about it's just wrong for them to do that in the city, in a residential area. So I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to commercial. I'll save them for the end. I'll just keep playing them back to back. I got one more call before we get Sunday on the line. Uh, let's call it from the five. Let's, let's switch it up. Let me go. Let's go to the five eight five. You're the only five eight five caller out here. Caller, you are on the air with Pudgy. How you doing? Hey Pudgy, this is Aisha out in New York. Hey hey, Aisha, New York, <laughs> FDF in the house. What's up, baby? I'm doing good, doing good. Good. So yeah, I was just listening about uh, the Bible study, um, which I had been following for a while. So I'm glad I, you know, you brought that up. But I just wanted to, you know, point out. When they talk about the end times, that was one of the things, you know, that it says in Scripture, Matthew 24, 9, and uh, Revelation, you know, that we will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. Taking a stand. As the beginning of, you know, and that you'll be hated all over because of the world, because of you are my followers. 
Mm. And it used to be a while back where I used to wonder, you know, because it talked about you won't be able to have Bible studies in your in your homes, you mm-hmm. know. And a while back, I used to be like, how is it even possible? They're your houses. How can people tell you? But then, you know, we had the housing bailout, where now the government owns all of these houses. Um, I mean, not yeah. not necessarily in this case, but it was just, you know, something that um, pieced together in, in my mind. And I'm like, well, now, technically, because of the misrepresentation of separation of church and state, telling people, and then if the government owns your home, they can tell you what you can and can't do in your home because it's a government-owned. They could technically come in and tell these people that they own their homes. You can't Whoa. have a Bible study as well. Whoa. And, and then it shows me, and I'm like, wow, you know, like that was one of those things that appeared for that end times when, when God was talking about this. And I see this, you know, the things that are happening in Arizona and, and California. Right now, I think, you know, sure, we might win it, but the way that things are unfolding there's going to come a time where the government's going to be able to tell people, no, I'm sorry, you can't do it. We own this home. This is ours. Separation of church and state. And that's it. Mm. You're done. That's an that's a interesting angle. I, you know what? I, I didn't even think about it that way, but that actually makes more sense legally. Legally Legal. for what yeah. we're facing. That that makes plenty sense to me. and it, And it also makes sense why... They would actually bail out these companies at the end of the day when you start when you start thinking about it. Um, wow, it's it's a control thing. I understand that. I see that clearly too. We're seeing that in in a bunch of different areas in America. A bunch of different. Yep. And it says you know too as well you know about the godlessness in the last days. Second Timothy three, I believe it was, and it says you know, but realize this that in the last days difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, disobedient to their parents ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, malicious, uh, gossips, without self-control, brutal, uh, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, Mm. conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and holding to the form of godliness, although they have denied its power, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm. That's what it says in 2 Timothy, and we can see that left and right all throughout, um, our country today, each yeah. and every one of those things. And, again, in that last day's time, you know, that we're just living it out. And it is, you know, so much of what you were saying before, that Christians need to stand up and quit talking about, you know, we're praying it's okay, we know, you know, that, you know God's going to take care of it. We are supposed to pray, listen, and act. And hmm. too much, you know, too many people, well, everybody else is coming out of the closet, Christians are going in the closet. And it's yeah. time doing that. Yeah. Wow, that that is a, that blew my mind right there. That that was that was uh I wasn't even ready for that. Now I got to go study some Sorry. more because I I need to piece together that. But it, it makes plenty of sense with the bailout. It makes sense with the things that's going on with personal property and new taxes and this that and the other. Wow, man, I, I like that, Aisha. I I appreciate that, Chaplain Aisha. I might add, and also president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. I'm sorry, New, <laughs> new York. York City. About to get you <laughs> NC back, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin might have something to say about that. Right. So, so what's going on in your neck of the woods? I mean, uh, what's the reports like in your neck of the woods? Just, just why I have you on the air, just for a brief second. Ah, uh, well, we're. Uh, I don't know in in which aspect because there's so much, you know, obviously going on here. We yeah. just had, uh, you know, 
uh, obviously gay marriage just passed here. Uh, you, I heard you guys talking about that a little bit earlier. We were fighting really hard against it, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't I, I don't want to say we got blindsided, but uh, it did come up rather quickly because we do have a Republican majority right now for the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. and then they brought the issue up to vote. So we were a little surprised about that, um, and then we had a couple Republicans flip sides and vote for it, which is why it passed. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're fighting hard to get it's four senators, four Republican senators. We're fighting hard to get out um, as far as that. But as well, you know, then we just had Wiener's seat, uh, New York 9. Just 90, we had 90 years it was in Democrat Democrat control. Right. And um, it just went to a Republican, Bob Turner. So we're hoping that we... Uh, can duplicate that, and he ran on full conservatism, 100%. He did not uh, waffle one little bit. <laughs> he just went at it. He went at the gay issue, you know, the gay marriage issue. Um, his his supporter was um, for gay marriage, and uh, that was, a, you know, a big call. So it's very promising wow. for us here in New York in, in that aspect that, um Again, you see the representatives going against the will of the people, and I think you're starting to see the people rise up a little bit more. So, you know, we have 141 elections coming up in New York, so Mm -hmm. that kind of keeps me busy right now trying to find good candidates and put them out there and win back a a blue state because there's a lot of big issues that we're running here in New York. Um, Obviously, you know, we're pretty liberal, but we're doing a lot. A lot of events, a lot of speaking, going out and just hitting it hard and trying to, you know, again, at the Frederick Douglass Foundation, we are trying to keep ourselves in the midst of everything and uh, really speak into people's lives. Uh, Actually, we're bringing Star Parker. Mm -hmm. We'll be coming up November 12th uh, for a Freedom Forum for Youth Excellence. We're having her come speak up with a bunch of youth here. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> that that, that should be big right there for Star Parker to come out there, man. I, I think that'll ah. be a huge turnout, so that that's, that should be good for you guys. I, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope that these, you know, we picked uh, 50 ladies in our in uh, the Monroe County area, which is kind of like upstate New York, uh, they, that are the most um, at-risk females to drop out STDs and get pregnant, uh, generational welfare children. So we picked the 50 most at risk um, through all the school. We worked with the schools here, mm-hmm. and uh, those are the ones that Star is going to be speaking with, and then we're going to walk with them for a whole year and wow. be their friends, be their mentors. We're going to have different speakers come in once every three months and then speak into their lives. And then in between, of course, we have you know churches, people, myself, everyone that's going to just plug in and really try and make a difference in these girls' lives and make them understand that they are beautiful, they are wonderful, they are fearfully made, and God has uh, ordained them for something greater than just, you know, perpetually being a second-class citizen. So we're we're wow. really going to be pushing that. So That's beautiful, man. I, you know what? I'll be in New York. I'll see you soon. I can count me into that. I don't know when, but I'm <laughs> definitely coming. I want to be a part of that. I, I have definitely a lot to say to these young ladies because – a lot of guys aren't loving these young ladies like they need to be loved, I feel like. And, uh, you know, that's a huge part of it for a young girl to grow up and not feel like she's loved and all of a sudden get a little mm-hmm. bit of attention and feel like that attention is all of a sudden love, that undying love that she should have got from her father most likely or some father figure. You know, some of these guys prey on that. And 
you know, that's life. But if you can that's get it, right. you're, you're, an, you're at an advantage if you can get to these young ladies early and start telling them, mm-hmm. hey, this is what's really going to happen. Here's what you're really going to hear, and here's what it really means. That's right. Amen. Aisha, I appreciate you calling, man. You got any shout-outs before you go? I'm about to bring Sonny Johnson on here. Definitely don't don't hang up from the show because you, you're going to want to hear the speech. Absolutely. You're going to um, want to Shout-out to my husband. <laughs> go Matt. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I got. Shout-out to Matt, man. Matt's a good character, too. Matt's a trooper, too, man. Matt's living in the house with all girls. I, Matt. <laughs> Hey, Matt, you're my man. You've been my man since the day I met you, brother. Good dude, great spirit, man, really calm, collected, and cool guy. So shout-out to Matt, man, you know, B.I.G. New York, B.I.G. to the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Moving right along, I am bringing on the air the magnificent Sonny Johnson. I'm not going to go to a commercial, folks. I'll get to the commercials later, so all my folks who pay for commercials, I'll definitely get you in through the week, and I'll get you some more spins on through the radio show, but we're on for a while. Sonny Johnson on the air, extraordinary woman. What's up? What's up, P? How you doing? I'm good, man. I know you boiling over there right now. I got I got something to tell you, Sonny. What's that? Tea Party are the new boogeyman. What you think about that? The Tea Party, hold on, let me, let me get it all. The Tea Party are terrorists. The Tea Party, the new boogeyman. The Tea Party, the next closest thing to Al-Qaeda. I'm, I'm looking for more. I'm looking for more. I hate the Tea Party. All they want to do is hang black people. Let's see. The Tea Party are the people that called Obama monkeys during the presidential campaign. I was there, and I saw it when I was in Atlanta, and we started to riot the place. Let me see if I can find another. I got so many emails about the Tea Party, Sonny. What's up with that? It is, it is what it is. Um, my whole thing is, have you ever been? And if you haven't ever been, then don't tell me about what what is at a tea party and um, how tea party um, patriots operate. I have been to numerous tea parties, and I have never been shown anything but love when I go there. And this is what I'll ask to all of those people who who downright dismissed and are disgusted by the Tea Party, are you attending your double, your NAACP meetings or any of these other meetings either? Or are you just catching in sound bites what you hear from a news media? And that's the whole point. If you're not active at all, then how about you find something that you are passionate about Mm-hmm. And then you get active before you go into judging somebody else. Because then when you get the flat, when you stand up for the things that you really believe in, mm-hmm. and you have people who call you out of your name and misrepresent what you do and what you say and why you say it, then then you come back to me with the nonsense and with the drama. But the simple fact is you would be surprised if you go and you actually have, let let the Tea Party embrace you. And then you give me your opinion of it. But if you're only taking your opinion of what the liberal media says and what the left says, then it's not a really an opinion that I value because it's not one that you made up yourself. It was one that you was given. Wow. That's a whole lot in the sentence, Sonny. <laughs> I was expecting uh, I, a, a short, really, consolidated uh, rebuttal, maybe, but um, you kind of summed it up in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell. Here's what I'm saying a lot of. Um, like you said, a lot of sound bites. You know, a lot of people are talking about Representative Carson. Um, a lot of people are talking about what Alan West has said. Um, Todd Aiken, you know, 
touts the Tea Party, talking about their credentials, and it's going down out here, man, about the Tea Party. But let me tell you this. I've been to a few Tea Party meetings myself, and uh, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Now, this was a large crowd, so I doubt they changed their uh, their rhetoric for the one black guy that was probably, or the few blacks that were in the room at the time. Now, this was a long time ago, long time ago, before the tea, a few years ago, actually, before the Tea Party actually got popular. And I've been to more since. And like I said, I haven't felt uncomfortable at all. Frankly, furthermore, I've agreed with a lot of what they have to say, Sonny. Um, when you talk about anti-government, I feel like as a black man or as a black person in general or a colored person in general, whatever you want to call it, I feel like we should be anti-government in everything anyway. The government has already failed us on many cylinders already. I don't understand. And that's exactly true, but I give you another reason. <laughs> I give you another reason. Um, if you go to the range, gun range, if you take your right to bear arms seriously, go to a tea party. <laughs> go to a tea party because this is one thing I always like to bring up is that we know the importance of having to protect ourselves and needing a firearm to protect ourselves, especially some of us in the communities in which we live. Yeah. Go to the Tea Party, and they will they have raffles for you to win a gun. And they're not going to tell you, no, you can't do it because you're black. But <laughs> if you ask a Democrat, ask someone on the left, ask a liberal, and they will tell you that it's in your own best self-interest not to own a weapon. And... and I know that sounds simplistic, but it, it, it shows you where we are, that you would take and pick a side over, of, for someone who says that not only do you not have a right to protect yourself, but you are inefficient in being able to mm-hmm. own, control, use a firearm to protect yourself. Right. And, and that's the and that's another one of the big points is you keep on telling me over and over again about how the Tea Party is so this or the Tea Party is so that. Well, most of the Tea Parties are pro-life. They are not pro-life for white babies. They are pro-life for all babies, including black babies. They are not Second Amendment. They are not pro-Second Amendment for white people. They are pro-Second Amendment for all Americans. Mm. And I could go on. They're not pro-capitalism for white Americans. They are Mm -hmm. pro-capitalism for every single American. Mm -hmm. And that's the point where you need to see it is not a separation. They don't think about policies that are best fit for one color group. They think about policies that are best fit for a limited government where the people have control. And if you are in a majority black um, neighbor um, community or city, that should not scare you. That should empower you. And if you are not in a, 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 a minority community where the minority is actually the majority, then what that means is that you have to go out and you have to actively find members who are like-minded with you that are not in your color group. Mm. They are out there. But if we don't even make the attempt to go out and fight for our own freedom, but all we can do is sit back and call other people names, I I, I just keep going back to the simple fact of everything in hip-hop tells us not to be a hater. And (laughs) all you can do is hate on someone who doesn't think like you. So either give up hip-hop and keep your hater status, 
or bring your principles together and the things that you would do on the street, bring them into your politics. Wow. That's that's plain and simple out there. Um, Son, let, let me ask you this, man, real real quick. And, and you know what? Scratch that. I, this speech that you did yesterday, this is what I'm talking about. Now, this this speech is the truth, man. I, if you would, and I know I've asked you, you know, prior to the show, but if you would please go ahead and deliver that speech, and, and then if you can hang around after the commercial, after you deliver that speech, so we can talk about it a little bit, um, I would be very a very happy individual right now. Will do, will do. Now, y'all got to imagine, like, it is a speech, so it's in speech form. So I like to put that out there just so you, you know, I'm, I'm not going on no crazy tirade. But this is an actual speech that I gave at a tea party yesterday where I was keynote speaker and I received a standing ovation. So, like I said, before you criticize the tea party, how about you go and try one off for size? You, you are saying. black, though, right, Sonny? You're, you're black, right? Um, that's what my mom and my daddy told me. And are, are you a Tea Party uh, uh, member? Um, I'm a Tea Party supporter because I do so many different ones that I'm all over my state. So I don't have a loyalty. Because the thing about the Tea Party is none of them are exactly alike. Mm-hmm. Some of them have different issues depending on the area that they're in. They're more localized than these national apparatuses that really don't. Um, take into account the needs of the people who live in the districts and who live in the areas. So they're much more focused on the things that are going on in their particular town, which is where most of the rules that affect your everyday life, like you were talking about the Bible study story, that's sure. local. The local government decided to do that. And that that is where the Tea Party has the most power because they are locally based. So they can reach into their schools, into their churches, and and most of them even get a nice little hand into their city halls and their school boards and everything like that. So it's much more localized at the Tea Party level. And when you have that many um, across the state, like I do, and I try to support every single one of them as much as I can, so I'm much more a Tea Party supporter than member. All right, I'm just I just wanted to clarify that, and I, I won't interrupt you again, please. If you would, Sunny, everybody. <laughs> WMMG 619-638-8559 is the number, www.krpradioshow.com, facebook.com slash krpradioshow, at krpradioshow on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy. Everybody who's listening, Sunny Johnson on her Tea Party address on yesterday. All right, so, well, I'll put this one out there to you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> First up, I want to share something personal with you. For those who do, for those of you who know me, I was introduced as the president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Virginia, a title I no longer hold. But I guess you must like something I said because you keep inviting me that back, and for that I'm forever grateful. Now, those in the elites, both the Democrats and Republicans, like to play the game just up. Now, my personal favorite is just a Bible-thumping, gun-toting terrorist hobbit. But I learned a long time ago, it's not what they call you that matters, only what you answer to. I answer to the name Child of God 24-7. I answer to the name of Mom when my daughter calls, the name of Patriot when my country calls, and the name of Servant when you invite me to speak. This is who I am. I've been blessed to participate in Citizen United's Fire from the Heartland alongside some of the leading conservative women in the movement today. 
and Sarah Palin's new documentary, The Undefeated. I've done numerous speeches around the country and in my beloved Virginia. Debates, panels, interviews, you name it. But these are things that I have done, not who I am. Today I want to share with you why that matters. No one can wear a mask forever. They can't hide behind their accomplishments, real or fake. Eventually, the results of their actions will speak louder than the words flowing from an empty teleprompter. Nobel Peace Prize, Libya, just for an example. And when that day comes, liberals, progressives, whatever they're calling themselves these days, will have to take off their masks. Now, I want to share a little timeline with you. One night during the debate over the disaster that is Obamacare, poverty pimp Sharpton said, frankly, if you voted for Obama, then you voted for socialism. A few nights later, he said, MLK was a socialist because he worked with the unions, which I took to understand that the big wig union bosses that Sharpton breaks bread with, he knows them to be socialists too. Then the left effectively paid the race card, Obamacare was passed, and the black elite celebrated yet another civil rights victory. QE1 dried up, and poverty pimp Sharpton and his band, the Communist Black Caucus, asked Obama, where is your black agenda? Now, you probably won't remember this, because the next week, a slew of ethic violations were brought to the democratically controlled House floor. Seems the Communist Black Caucus was handing out college scholarships to members of their own families. Skeletons started falling from the closet, and there was radio silence. Nothing was being said to the black community. No representation was present. Black unemployment doubled the national average. Unemployment amongst black males under 21 rose to over 50%. And flash mobs of young black youth took their frustrations out on hard blacks just trying to do the right thing. Teachers abandoned their failing schools to protest, and the children they were supposed to guide and nurture took to robbery, theft, and vandalism. You were absent when a hurting black community went from bad to worse. The truly sad part is this is nothing new. But this time, this time in their silence, Alveda King spoke loudly about the sanctity of life. Colonel Allen West, excuse me, Congressman Colonel Allen West was calling the 21st century plantation by its rightful name. Herman Cain put capitalism and free markets on his back and joined the race for presidency. And countless other Black Tea Party patriots all around this country put their families, jobs, reputations, and personal sanity on the line to speak up for what they believe in. And in this silence, the church started to speak up for traditional marriage, putting God's word over man's word. Parents decided to stand up for school choice. They decided to put their children above a party. Unemployed black men and women demanded to know where of the jobs. And I've had a couple to ask me, why does Obama think we want to build bridges or dig ditches? Black individuals started to put their own financial situation, their own dreams above a color. They began to flee the liberal progressive states and head towards the bastions of conservatism that offered them real hope, tangible change. And when those who stayed asked Maxine Waters, where are the jobs, all she could answer was, we can't ask Obama because he's black. We can't question Obama because then you will hold us accountable for his failures. They are reaching a tipping point where there are only where only the truth can be told. They now only have two options, to fade into obscurity or to pick a new boogeyman. The Tea Party is the new boogeyman. 
The basis of the Constitution is the protection of the individual. I had a fellow conservative say to me, at least this time blacks won't show up to vote for Obama. So I had to take off my mask. I had to let my full Negro dialect come out strong. What exactly are you fighting for? Are we fighting to save this country or are we fighting to save its people? Are we fighting to save a document or are we fighting to save the individuals that document was meant to protect? Is our is our main goal to make Obama a one-term president or is it to break the progressive disease that has poisoned this country from the inside out over the last hundred years under both parties? It is time we bring a true restoration of all that is good and worth saving about America. I'm fighting because my community is dying. The individuals in my community are literally dying. They have been handed a progressive legacy from poverty pimp Sharpton and the communist black caucus. I could sit here and talk about the Tea Party being the enemy or the Tea Party going to hell or how the Tea Party wants to see blacks hanging from trees, but this is a new war and I will not play by their rules for radicals. What they want they want a boogeyman constantly on defense. Instead, what they will get is an office of nightmare where the actual results of their leadership is brought to light. See, they openly call themselves black leaders of civil rights. Well, outcome is a direct result of leadership. Broken families, death, gangs, drugs, incarceration, abortion, food stamps, Section A housing, utter and relentless dependency on a corrupt and overbearing system, creating grieving mothers, absent fathers, abandoned children, real individuals, real Americans. It is time we start looking at these black Americans, not just the black faces in high places. These are the Americans who have silently suffered under the leadership of poverty Pim Sharpton and has banned the Communist Black Caucus. They, this is a direct result of their actions. And if we are not careful, if we do not cut out the cancer that is progressivism, as goes the black community, so goes America. Woo! I want you to understand how hard this is for me. I was brought up with respect for my elders literally beaten into me because my mother didn't play. But she also left me one escape route. Respect your elders until the day you deem them no longer worthy of your respect. At that moment, loosen your tongue, open your soul, and let the chips fall where they may. Well, my mask is off. My tongue is loose, and God is in my soul, so I say, game on. You are done. You have shaped the last 45 years with your leadership. Trust, it wasn't hip-hop, saggy pants, or video games that ruined the black community, just like it wasn't the Tea Party. See, before they had you as the boogeyman, they used the hip-hop culture. They blamed the black youth who sought capitalism and weren't satisfied with progressive handouts. They blamed rap music when, in essence, it's an oral record of the communities they created, untouched and unvarnished by their progressive indoctrination and their political correctness. But the worst thing, the most hypocritical thing, they blame the overall system, which they continuously grow and grow and grow and grow and give more power. Maxine Waters, you are the system. Your color doesn't change that. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and following his footsteps, little Jesse Jr., you are the system. Sheila Jackson Lee, James Clyburn, you helped to write the system. You and your communistic beliefs wrapped up in a socialist, progressive, liberal boat. So go ahead. Stand up. Take your bow. You played us and we fell for it. Congratulations. 
But let me be the first to say, you cannot have our future. Your service to the black community is felt every day in abortion clinics, social services, waiting lines, and county lockups. We can no longer afford your leadership. We will not wait until your until your mask is removed and you disappear into the dark of obscurity. We plan to help expedite your exit. Not just the man at the top, not just Obama. Obama is not enough. For me, But every single one of you who thinks the individuals of this country need to be protected from themselves while masking the true need of the individual's protection from you. And we will do it with the help and the support of, the white, of our whites and Latinos in the Tea Party. Because I want to tell you a little secret. We are the dream that Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of. We judge each other on the content of our character and not the color of our skin. We get together and, yes, we see color, but more importantly, we see patriots, individuals of all beautiful shades who have said enough is enough. Mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, but most importantly, our children, our legacy, and you, you cannot have them. As Maxine Waters says, this is politics. You can't back down. You can't be afraid. Well, Maxine, you should be. Nobody believes in a boogeyman forever. Even children realize, just like a Scooby-Doo, there's always a face behind the mask. <laughs> and you would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that meddling tea party. God bless you. God bless America. Fight like a girl. thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. All your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. 
Soundshoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to Soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for Soundchew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do... Make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques 336 214-6427 Again, that's Wayne Prophet That's the man you want to talk to At Faulkner's Antiques 336-214-6427 And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge And if you can't get to him at that number Make sure you dial this other number 336-675-4897 And don't forget Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says Don't forget the reason for the season WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. We are back on the air, man, and this show has been absolutely on fire thus far this evening. I had uh, We had a guest call in earlier. That was Kevin Daniels, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. And also we had the president of FDF New York City, Aisha Kreutz, call in and uh, let us know what was going on in New York. I don't know if you guys just tune in, but if you just tune in right before the first commercial break or the second commercial break, you know that we just had Sonny Johnson on, and she delivered a speech that she publicly delivered on yesterday, and uh, that speech was absolutely on fire and on point. But as promised, because I saw so many kids uh, <laughs> this past week in shorts and, and 
the weather wasn't right for shorts and this, that, and the third. I got to do the weather report, folks. And I don't know if you guys have been longtime followers of the show, but, you know, we always did a weather report, and it seemed to help people out. So I got an email from uh, somebody on Facebook that had made a post about or saw a post about that, and I saw it and commented on it. But they were like, P, you got to bring the weather back. So as promised, I'll give you a little bit of motivation for this weather. Um, Washington, D.C., our affiliates up there at WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. Uh, every Wednesday night, you know, we do the show, 8 p.m. Every Wednesday night, you catch the delayed broadcast. It will be edited a little bit because, you know, it's AM radio. Anyway, Washington right now is 57 degrees, partly cloudy with a 10% chance of rain. Tomorrow, high of 73 degrees. Wind at 9 miles per hour. It's going to be a little bit windy with a 10% chance of rain. And tomorrow night, 64 degrees with the 20% chance of rain. Cold front coming from the east or eastward of the ocean. Uh, looks like five miles per hour wind. Cali, LA, uh, WMMG over there, 61 degrees right now. Currently, no rain, no precipitation anywhere in the forecast. Tomorrow will be 83 and clear. Wind real low at three miles per hour. No rain whatsoever. And tomorrow night, 62 degrees will be clear, clear, clear. Going to be a full moon now, folks. So bark at the moon. It's going to be a clear night. It's going to be beautiful. Greensboro, where we at, holding it down at home. NC, KRP Radio Show, WMMG, home base. 54 degrees with a 20% chance of rain. Currently, 76 degrees tomorrow with a 20% chance of rain. 59 tomorrow night. Late showers with a 30% chance of rain, folks. Bring your umbrellas because it's been looking kind of cold. It's been a little bit cold. You know, you can see it's a little bit cloudy, and it's been going down. Moving on to sports right now, Philly is up 10, Atlanta 7. Oakland today uh, lose to Buffalo 35-38 on an extraordinary last play. Detroit kicked Kansas City's butt 48-3. Baltimore goes down, down, down to Tennessee 26-13. Indianapolis continues their losing streak as they are now 0-2 without Peyton Manning as Baltimore, I'm sorry, as Cleveland rocks their world 27-19 in Indy. What's going on in Indy? They got problems for the first time ever in a long time. Tampa beat, Tampa Bay beat up on Minnesota 24-20 as Minnesota loses with a 17-point uh, lead. They lose, that, they lose that lead as Donovan McNabb continues to look bad and struggle with Minnesota. New Orleans beat down Chicago 30-13. Um, the Jets beat down Jacksonville 32-3. Pittsburgh wins 24-0 over, uh, over Seattle. Arizona loses by one point to the nation's capital, Washington, to my affiliates over there 22-21. Carolina loses the Y'all know that, man. We lost. Y'all know Carolina's about five games. Big up to Cam Newton, man. Over 500 yards today. Again, going against all what all the critics had to say. But we lost to the nation's champ. I mean, we gave the champs a run for them. But I know you know what to score. 30 to 23. Green Bay fails. Dallas finally beat somebody in final overtime. 27 to 24 as they rocked um, San Francisco. Denver 24, Cincinnati 22, and Miami. Houston, well, we got the score, 23-13. to 13. San Diego loses to England, 35-21 to 21 in the Monday Light game. St. Louis and the New York Giants taking it to New York. I can't say y'all, but anyway, this is Brother Report and the Sports Report brought to you by SoundChew.com, the most prolific worldwide event going on on the net today. If you like American Idol, you need to get with SoundChew.com. Go on there. 
you know, play some of your music, uh, start your user account, get on there and win some prizes. com, the most prolific report right now that's going on anywhere online. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. Appreciate everybody from SoundTrue.com, man. You guys are B.I.G. in my book. Shout out to all the listeners out there, www.krpradioshow.com. I apologize for the long break because I didn't take any breaks earlier. The show was getting too good. Put them all off on the end, and we'll get more done on the radio show. Back on the air with Sonny Johnson, who just delivered one of the most prolific speeches I've ever heard in my life. Sonny, what's up? What's up? Chilling, chilling. How you feel about that speech, Sonny? You went in a little bit. I just that's just the beginning. That that was me. That was me venting a little bit of frustration. That ain't even me putting in the real work to do what's getting ready to be done. I'm sick of everybody talking about the president, man. I I, I really don't want to hear any more about what President Obama's not doing, what the President Obama is doing. It's gotten personal with a lot of people. I don't need to hear that anymore. What I want to hear now are. Solutions and resolutions to the problems that we have today, mainly jobs and the economy. So let me ask you about the pre- upcoming presidential election. Um, it seems like to me, even though that that's not who I support, I don't support anybody at this moment because I, I hadn't found anybody that um, that feels like that. That I know I just haven't found that person. I, I don't know what it is. I've done a lot of research, but I hadn't found that person. But it seems like to me that Herman Cain is the only candidate out there with the actual step-by-step implementable plan available. What do you think about what's going on with the presidential election and the folks that are running now, that are campaigning now? Well, of course, I have my candidate that I want to run, but she isn't running yet. (laughs) So so what I'll say is, um, as far as Herman Cain goes, I will say he has improved, like, so much from when he first came on on the scene and everything was he had to ask somebody else he had to question somebody else yeah. and that kind of annoyed me because if you were running for president you should have known these things prior to uh-huh. you know but now he's really picked it up you never hear him say that anymore he doesn't have to um go and get a policy from somebody else now he has all his policies laid out, and he does a really effective job uh, of laying out those policies and um, and bringing humor to it, bringing light to it. Um, even though uh, there are real serious issues that are going on in our country right now, when you um, have Herman Cain, he, he brings a little bit of levity to it, so it makes it feel like it's not as bad or that... Um, 
you can still smile while we're kind of going through all of these things. And I think that that's the biggest benefit of her of Herman Cain is that right. he makes you feel like it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. that. I guess me being a female, it's kind of like that father that father kind of thing. It's okay, you know. <laughs> and now I'm gonna make you laugh about it. And, and that's kind of what I feel going on with Herman Cain. Um, I will not vote for Romney. At, that is point blank, and and if it if it's Obama or if it's Romney, I will withhold and not vote in um in in twenty twelve, and that's my word. That's my that is my word right there. It's amazing what we're seeing because you know the president was just here in, in North Carolina at our Reynolds Coliseum in Raleigh at the Capitol, and uh, which is up the street from me, and I somehow I didn't make it, but um you know work came first, <laughs> but anyway. It seemed more of uh, it seemed like he was doing more campaigning than actually uh, here for the, his jobs bill, and uh, frankly, his jobs bill is part of his campaign. <laughs> That's the well, he thing. knows that it's not going to pass. So all he's doing is setting up the rhetoric so that he can come to the black community and say, "Look, I tried to set up this plan. I had this plan. You know what I'm saying? And, and best believe this this is being done now." But the minorities, because his first plan, he went and he paid off all his union buddies, all his all his contributors, Absolutely. all of the people that he owed for helping him get elected. Yeah, so, so black people, you showed up and you thought you was going to get that Obama money, but you ain't seen Obama money yet. But guess what? The banks then seen billions of Obama money. The, mm-hmm. um, his group, his union, General Motors, they've seen billions of Obama's money, and you're still waiting for yours. And if you think that this time is going to be any different, the tax cuts that he's um, proposing, that he's like, it's going to help so many Americans because they're going to put so much money back into your pockets. Well, they're going to be putting $11 back into the average household of, of four people. You're going to be getting $11 back. As your tax cut, eleven dollars a month. Wow! So you take him for like your hundred and forty dollars over the whole year, which will probably not even cover the inflation of what he's doing to your electricity by cutting down the um, coal plants. Especially with you down in um, North Carolina and me here in Virginia, or, or a lot of our electricity is is brought off of coal. Absolutely. And we don't know it um, or research it to understand it, but we are coal rich, and and it's a big part of our um, energy supply. Uh, two coal plants in Virginia have now shut down. So when the next cycle comes up, uh, beginning I think in November, we're going to get higher energy prices. So your hundred and ten, twenty dollars or whatever that you're getting back in taxes, he's we'll taking back from you now with the um the increase in energy that you're gonna have to pay, as well as the amount of the amount of food that's gonna go up because you have to realize that over this last year, think about all the national um national disasters that have happened in America. Yeah. The heat strokes, the hurricanes, the um the constant rain and the flooding. All of this stuff has destroyed um acres and acres and acres of farmland. So it has destroyed our food. Plus we're burning our food for ethanol. So 
food prices are going to go up, electricity prices are going to go up, your gasoline prices are going to go up, and that $115 a year, 14 whatever, however it equals out, is not going to cover the price of inflation of what's going up. You are not going to get any real, real relief. And if you look at the jobs that he's providing, all of these jobs, I just think about this, are temporary jobs because once you fix the school, then your job is over. Once you build a bridge, then your job is over. Once you fix a road, then your job is over. So they're talking about jobs that will last from, like, three to four months, and then you go back on the unemployment rolls. So this way you don't have people who are investing in homes because they don't have the stability of jobs, so therefore our housing market will still be hurting, and this gives no effect to that. Um, as well as, Think about the amount of teenagers, I mean not teenagers, but young youth who are coming out of college and, mm-hmm. and what the president is basically telling them is you went to college, you got this degree, you spent all this money on this degree. Isn't it too sad that the only jobs that are value, uh, available are manual labor? Not what you went to school for, not what you went to study for, not what you went into debt for, but these union jobs that we can create for you that are only going to last for a couple of months, and now you wonder why even um, the Sally Mae, the tuition program, is starting mm-hmm. to hit because nobody is paying back their student loans because they can't find jobs. They can't. They're, they're not jobs available. You got you got teenagers. You got in, in the summertime. You had the, the kids that were out for the summer. The students competing with adults who had lost their jobs and some adults that were that had been trying to find jobs for years for at least 3 year, 3 to 5 years I think was the average on the report that I got so here we are Sonny we got 10% of Americans who aren't working which the number is actually double that probably triple that in the black community <laughs> and um we're talking about a jobs bill which is going to cost more money again and I, I don't know the actual number. It was in the trillions. I can't remember the actual number. So if about we half, got this, I'm sorry. About a half a trillion for this one. I mean, half, yeah, half a trillion. About 500 billion. So if we got to this point by overspending, right, and we choose to overspend again when we're already in a recession, when we're already pretty, we're really in a depression in old terms, okay, in old terms. So what's going to happen when we have to pay this? Or we use this this money that he's talking about to create the the phantom jobs that he's talking about because, like you said, a lot of the things that he's saying aren't going to last really long. I think when they were talking about um, energy, they said anywhere from twelve to twelve months to forty two months. I can't remember somewhere, but twelve to forty two months those jobs will last. The highway jobs are going from three to eighteen months, but you know they're 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 making them a lot longer than that. So what's going to happen when those jobs hit the fan? Among all this money, which you said is not going to pass, but if it did pass, all the money that we're spending to create the jobs that aren't going to last long, in addition to the people who are already on unemployment, and in addition to the troops that are going to come home that don't have employment. And you have a big, you have a big recipe, and this is why I say about you. You know how they say um, about like the trap rat in the corner. Yeah. You never want to have a rat that's trapped in the corner because yeah. he will attack you. Yeah. I think that that's where the point where um, 
The Democratic faithful are now finding themselves. They're that rat trapped in the corner. And I think that that puts them in one of the most dangerous positions that there is possible because they have control over people's livelihood. And this is the danger of depending on the government in the first place and giving them that power in the first place, that when they misuse it, when they abuse it, when they when they do the um, crony capitalism, when they give um, they give special breaks to to their friends. What they are actually doing is taking these breaks away from you. Because I want to get on some real, and here's some real. Right now, every single person who has a dream should be putting that dream to paper. If you have a dream, and, and people think I'm crazy when I say this, but we're going to get a conservative into office in 2012. Okay, we are going to get, I'm going to give everything I have to make sure of it. We will have a conservative in the White House in 2012. At that point, the restrictions will start to come off. And what I'm talking about, and and this is the word when they use regulations, this is what I mean. If you are a person who wants to start your own small business, right, and you could do it for $10,000 easily, but the cost head keeps going up because you got to pay the EPA, you got to pay this person, you got to pay that one, you got to grease the wheels of, of um, the people who work at the zoning commission. And then something where you could open a business for $15,000 now is running you upward of $100,000 just because of regulation. Those things are going to be cut under a conservative. These are the times where you are in a recession and when you get ready to come out of a recession where millionaires are made because these are the times when conservatives get into office, they cut all the regulations, they make it easy for you, and you have a chance to compete with the big boys who have taken a beating during this recession. So get your jobs plan ready. Have it available. Know what you want to do. Know your ability to do it. Understand what regulations will up the cost of you actually being able to do it and prepare yourself and get ready. Right now is not a time for you to stand in idleness. Right now you should not be worrying about Obama creating a job for you. Right now you should not be worrying about a Republican creating a job for you. Right now, Figure out your dream, figure out what you want to do, put it on a plan, and work towards it, save towards it, whatever it is, find you some donors, find you some people to support you in it, and wait till we get a conservative in the White House. And then let's, instead of talking about taxing the millionaires, let's start about creating more millionaires. Mm. I'm all for that, Sonny. Personally, I think that I don't care who gets in the White House, I think you should always put your plan to paper and uh, make plans to make that come to light. If you got a dream or, like you said, a dream or a goal or a vision about having your own business or starting up your own business, I think you should put that to paper and and sort out to do, you know go out to do that. Try to make it happen, man. I, I'm an optimist when it comes to individuality. I, I think we can do all things. There's, there's nothing that 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 comes to mind that I think that I can't do. You know, there's nothing that comes to mind that I feel like I can't do. Rather, I, I don't. I don't go into something and automatically feel like, hey, I can't do that because this. You know, because somewhere somebody did that and they're no better than me. Exactly, and that's the whole point. They have gotten us to a point where we think, and I just just like, this is my favorite question to ask a black Democrat who tells me that I have to wait on the rich or that I have to wait on the Democrats or that I or that the Republicans are my enemy. I like to ask them just one simple question. Who is your white person? 
Because as soon as you ask them that, they get extra insulted, like, how dare you? You, I don't need a white person. I did it on my own. It was on my own sweat. It was on my own work. It was on my own intelligence. Well, if all of these things are true for you, then it's also true for every other black American. So stop telling them that they need to wait for a Democrat. Stop telling them that they need to wait for anybody. Tell them that God is waiting, that God put them here for a reason. He gave them a plan. He gave them a mission. He gave them a rainbow at the end of their path. It is their job to find the path and find the rainbow. It is not a job for someone else to come along and to tell you where it is. And that's the point where we have to stop ourselves. Stop believing what has been handed to you and believe in what God gave you, what you were born with, not what man has tried to hand you. No doubt. And once that point, then, then like you and Kev was talking about speaking up and, and, and putting your Christianity on your sleeve and wearing it. Kev got on me one day about this when we were talking. He was like, you got to wear your Christianity like a garment. It has to be on your sleeve. It has to be seen. You have to let people know it is what represents you. And you don't have to do it through preach. You can do it by example, by being the example. When I have people tell me that I'm a role model or that people look up to me or they want mm-hmm. their kids to me, what I want them to be looking up to is the fact that through Christ all things are possible. Not through Amen. man. Not through man, but through Christ all things are possible. That you can look at me and you can see the way people point their fingers. You can see the way people bring up my past or the way people don't like the way I talk presently, whatever it is. I am this way by God's choice. I will not change who I am for man, okay, because man can never create the perfection that God has already put into place. And if you walk with that, you walk with it boldly, you wear it as a garment, you keep it on your sleeve, then you will find that a lot of the things that are in your pathway just seem to melt away. I couldn't agree with you more, Sonny. I could not agree with you more. I, I think that the closer you get to God and the, the closer you get to your religion and what you what you really believe, um, your purpose in life, that is, all the other things will fall away slowly and surely. I'm I'm a witness to that, man. I'm a victim of that. If you want if you want to call it being a victim, I'm definitely a victim of that. And 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 an example of that, things will just fall off. You won't like the same things. You won't talk the same way. You won't. You won't walk the same way. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and I love it, love being in it. Folks, Sonny Johnson, author, creator of FullNegroDialect.com, make sure you check that site out. There's always something on there that you thought you might have saw one time. You can go back and catch again. There's numerous videos on there for you guys to check out. She's everywhere, man. Look her up. You can find her on Twitter, at S-O-N-N-I-E Johnson. Sonny Johnson. You also find her on Facebook, Sonny Johnson. Look her up. Send her an email. If you don't like what she had to say, hit us up. We'll forward the tour or you hit her up. You listen to WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. It is time to close the show, Sonny. We've got to give you a big thanks for coming through again and dropping that speech on us. One of the top five I've ever heard in my life. Well, thank you. And before I go, shout out, Cowboys. I heard oh, your kids. Think I won't go. get at you. Oh, man. Cow- you know we don't allow that on this show, man. Let's <laughs> Cowboys. Look, let me stop. For real, for real, I think that we got probably one of the weakest teams in the league. But I'll be a <laughs> diehard until my last day. Go Cowboys.
right, man. That's Sonny talking that blasphemy on the show. Um, talking uh, about a go cowgirls. I can't even say the name. But you, she meant go Carolina Panthers. So shout out to everybody who listened to the show, man. You guys are BIG in my book, WMMG, home of the KRP radio show. You can catch another broadcast in LA and Washington, D.C. every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock as usual, 8 p.m. Um, it may be cut short a little bit. It could be edited just a little bit, but the language will, the language might be edited if, you know, one of the guests say the wrong thing, but otherwise, It'll be everything in the content that we presented it. So shout out to everybody out there in L.A. and in D.C. If you missed it all, folks, go to www.krpradioshow.com. That is K-I-R-P-radioshow.com. And you can catch the show, a replay of the show, right now, right after um, 10 o'clock. You can catch the replay of the show. You know, listen to it again, see what you missed. The topics were... Um, you having a permit for Bible study in your own home, which is going on in California. And if you all know, like we know, it starts in Cali and then it spreads out through the world, uh, normally through the United States. And uh, the other topic of the show was Tea Party being the new boogeyman. Sonny Johnson came on and gave us a speech to address that. Actually, her speech was titled The New Boogeyman. So I want you guys to check that out, man. The speech is very, very inspiring. Um, look up the comments that she made. Google them. You know, do do your research, and if you find it to be wrong, get back at us. You can send us an email at krpradio at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash show, and on Twitter, at symbol ncpudgy, at symbol show. And if you're feeling real frisky and you got a whole lot of extra time, make sure you hit us up on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash KRP radio show. I got a video on there, man, addressed the NAACP. I told them they could quit. They should retire right now because I doubt we hardly miss them. Right now, I can't see exactly everything that they're doing. I see some great things that they're doing that I support, and I see a whole lot of things that they're not talking about that matters in all communities, not just the topics that they pick. That's why I got to beef with that. Anyway, thanks to everybody listening. I appreciate you guys for coming through. Think a hole for yourself. This joint right here used to be hot. I don't know if y'all like it, but you know, the beat is hot. It make you bounce a little bit. <laughs>